Welcome back to the Christopher Peter Podcast, the lead segment of the Christopher Peter Review. The focus will continue to be on discussing salient current events and topics in the business and industry environment. I think our last two topics, the investor perspective and capitalist mindset, provide a mental framework for what our approach will be with the CRC fund and other topics in this series. We will search for opportunities, understand the risk associated with those opportunities, determine potential strategies to maximize these opportunities, and decide whether the brands we review or topics we discuss are a fit for the fund or a fit for a general investor. Sometimes something may not be fit for one person but is for another. Now, in this episode, I want to focus on the assets that I think will be a good start to building the CRC fund. My ideology with investing in this fund is to experience stable growth that provides returns to use for this podcast. In order to do so, I will need to acquire the right assets. Therefore, I'm going to discuss some of the common financial asset classes investors typically hold and see which one closely fits our needs. And which ones may fit a current need. As the fund grows, hopefully, I will be able to diversify with additional asset classes. The fun part of anything is being able to determine a strategy, see if it works, and learn what made it work or what you could do better. And seeing the hard work pay off. We will begin our discussion with the two most common assets that we all have heard about. When you hear the word investing, you automatically think of stocks and bonds. Right? These are time-tested assets that are commonly purchased by individual, institutional, and commercial investors. Let us start in alphabetical order. What is a bond? A bond is essentially a loan with a specified return rate. A bond note contains the face value of the bond at the date of issuance, the interest rate that will compensate you for your investment, and the call date or maturity date, when you can collect the face value plus the interest. Corporations issue bonds to fund new capital projects or fund new projects. Governments issue bonds to secure funding for government services, construction projects, public infrastructure, and other public initiatives. So, in layman's terms, you are purchasing a bond to serve as a creditor to the issue and you will receive compensation at higher rate than if you were lending those same funds through a bank. The periods for these loans may vary. Some bonds, primarily treasury bills or T-bills, may be paid the following year. Some may pay 30 years later. Depends on the structure. A bond is more effective than a loan because it allows the issuer to secure greater funds. Instead of one line of credit, you have the potential for numerous lines, and you can be creative with payment periods. When you typically get a loan, the banks dictate the terms, for the most part. Bonds afford the issuers the ability to set the terms with respect to current market conditions. And the issuer can later pay returns from the proceeds of the economic activity or tax revenue at a more convenient time to the holder of the bond at the time of maturity. As with other financial assets, the holder of the bond may change over time. When interest rates change, the value of the bonds fluctuates. Therefore, the original holder may want to sell the asset to recoup as much value before future depreciation or take advantage of appreciation. When you are purchasing a bond from the market and not a new issue, then you will have to worry about purchase price and yield rates, because the face value on the bond will not be the price you that will be charged to own the bond at that point. The yield rate, the rate of return, will be different because the interest rate will undoubtedly be different than the rate at the time of issuance. But keep in mind that bonds are generally one of the safer assets to own. Potential buyers can assess the risk levels with bond ratings published by companies like Moody's, Standards & Poor, and Fitch, which are the three commonly used agencies that financial firms assess risks with bond issuers. Bonds are safe and stable, but not as lucrative as other assets. Remember the higher the risk of an asset, the greater the potential return for investing in that asset. On the completely other end of the spectrum is a financial asset that is more volatile. The financial asset with the greatest reported returns on investment is stocks. 
stocks are probably the most commonly known asset and the one most commonly associated with investing. When you hear the word investing you may think of stocks, stockbrokers, and equities. In our financial news, the daily changes in stock prices are the big focus of commentators covering this market. There are different types of stock assets. Common stock is one where each individual stock purchase affords you a small share of ownership of the company. Instead of offering a bond, a company or organization can decide to offer shares of ownership to entice investors to fund projects, where value generated from appreciation is what compensates the investor not a direct return. The company does not receive any additional money for trades outside of the initial offering or additional offerings. Outside of the initial public offering or additional public offerings, you are purchasing shares of ownership from other owners who want to liquidate their position. If the company wants to provide assets that are not tied to ownership or treated as debt, they may raise funds with preferred stock, which does not contain the ownership share, but may have a higher dividend than what is provided to their common stockholders. The common stockholders have voting rights to address governance issues, while preferred stockholders simply reap the benefits without say in the strategy. Stocks overall are highly volatile, which is why they are so lucrative. The higher the risk the greater the reward. Trading stock requires data analysis, research, and timing. Understanding the direction of the economy as well as the respective industries can help make stock investing very worthwhile. There are some benefits to going to a buffet rather than a traditional sit-down restaurant. In a traditional restaurant, you have to pick from the menu and commit to your choice for the most part. Not a big deal. But there are some situations where you may not be completely sold on one item or another without experiencing it in the past. One of life's risks. In investing, there are many types of funds that afford you the ability to get a little bit of everything if you are not sure which individual brand or company you want to invest in. There are mutual funds that may specialize in specific industries. Funds that may invest in all public players in a market or the top however many the managers choose. These funds help to diversify your investment across multiple organizations without having to understand each individual company. Also, they are much more affordable in the fact that you get a bit of many for the price of one share in that fund. There are ETF funds which give you a bit of everything on a particular exchange or index. Of course, with funds you need to determine what fees are charged and what rules may be in place for them. No load funds have no charge to them. Just something to consider if you ever decide to invest or take a greater role in selecting your assets. Of course, people also invest in other assets like real estate, where you either purchase an additional property or home to rent out or flip. Real estate is a timeless method of expanding wealth as well but there are costs and risks associated. Flipping homes requires somewhat high capital investments and project management to ensure the turnaround times allow for the proper returns to continue the practice. Renting properties can be a steady income, but at the same time there are risks with maintaining the property. But real estate is a great way to earn steady income over time. There are also real estate investment tools that allow you to invest in a real estate-backed fund, where you can get the same benefits as a mutual fund but with real estate. The commoditization of assets really has opened new avenues for investors. For instance, you could invest in loan pools rather than issuing out loans for interest. These pools are used to generate loans and then provide returns to investors. Expands capital access needed to fund home, auto, and other loans, while creating a new avenue for investors to make their money work for them. There are modern financial assets like cryptocurrency and other forms of commoditized trading, like land rights and usage rights but those are ones that I do not plan to include in this fund at this time. As you have seen recently, the crypto market has taken a hit and is unstable. Something we will keep an eye on for the future. So now, I will need to decide what type of financial assets to include in this new fund. While I like the idea of real estate, it is not a great fit for this fund at this moment.
The main staple of the fund will be stock because those financial assets are time-tested and deliver value. The focus will be determining what companies and brands will be part of my selected investments. Also, there will be some mutual funds, and other index funds. As you can tell, I am a big proponent of diversification and risk mitigation. So, I will aim to have a balanced portfolio. At some point, I will bring in bonds as well. But maybe not at the beginning. As I start to make selections, I will review brands here to determine whether I will invest, not invest, or delay. I will look at the performance of not only the organization, but the industry or industries it competes in. A company may have strong growth, but the overall industry performance can impact your decision to invest or not. At the same time, a company may be struggling while the industry is growing, signaling poor performance. All of which could be simply a momentary issue rather than a problem that defines the organizations. Like the issues discussed in the Christopher Peter Review, the facts, data, and evidence will be the focus on whether companies make the cut or not. In my next episodes, you will experience these brand reviews and data analysis behind them. Again, I am not offering financial advice, but just hoping to inspire people to consider investing and to learn more about the brands and companies that offer great value to our economy, society, and quality of life. Please continue to visit the CRC channel at www.crcchannel.com and experience my main podcast, The Christopher Peter Review at www.crcreview.com. I thank you in advance for your viewership and look forward to our next discussion.